Hey, great program uh, today. Mike Lee, uh, Roger Marshall, both senators. Mike was great going through what everything means. And uh, Kelly Shackleford from First Liberty. Uh, he goes a bit further. Uh, we're not just looking at the abortion ruling in the Supreme Court, but what's coming in June. It could change America forever, good or bad. I guess we're the ones who are going to decide all on today's podcast. Also, summer is almost here. That means making sure that you have food available on the go. You want to have a snack available. I mean, I have it. I mean, I have a snack right now. I have a sweet tooth. I don't know if you've ever heard that or noticed that, but I'm sure it's just me. Something uh, that uh, I can eat that doesn't go straight from the lips to the hips, you know what I'm saying, is Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar, you can throw them in your bag, your kids' backpacks, then head out to whatever adventure the day has waiting for you. That does not sound like fun, going outdoors. Anyway, things can get uh, ugly when some people get hangry. Hello, Tanya. All Bilt Bars covered in 100% real chocolate makes them delicious. They taste like candy bars. They're also a protein bar, if you can believe it. Most of them have 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 net carbs. So you're eating healthy and somehow or another enjoying it at the same time. Right? It's crazy. And if you haven't tried their puffs, you need to. Check them out now. Built.com. Built. Com. Use the promo code BEC15. Use the promo code BEC15BUILT.com. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. I think the Supreme Court should release this decision now. Um, they are, this is obviously, this was leaked to influence the decision, um, and to put these guys in danger. And, uh, if they don't have full on secret service protection, 24 seven, I'm going to take up a, a fundraiser and uh, take up a collection and we'll pay for private security. I would feel actually more comfortable with private security at this point. Um, but uh, they are in danger, and this should just be released as official. Why let this drag on for months and months and months now? Uh, by the way, these states allow abortion post-viability if the mother's life or health is threatened, which is a sham. Arizona, California, Connecticut, Delaware, Hawaii, Illinois, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Nevada, New York, Virginia, and Washington. I don't know why I feel like uh, Howard Dean. Yeah! These states allow late-term abortions with no state-imposed thresholds. Alaska, Colorado, uh, District of Columbia, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Mexico, Oregon, and Vermont. Lawmakers in several Democratic-controlled states have now enacted legislation that explicitly protects the right of abortion if Roe falls. For example, Massachusetts, New York, Rhode Island, and Oregon have all passed laws to ensure that abortion remains legal within their states in the event that Roe does get overturned. 
New York in 2019 also expanded the conditions under which a patient can receive a late-term abortion from protecting the life of a patient to the health of a patient and reclassified abortion regulations as a public health matter rather than a criminal one. In California, Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom aims to make the state, quote, a sanctuary for out-of-state abortion seekers even proposing to use state funds to defray their travel costs. Oh my gosh, get out of California. California guarantees the right to abortion in statute and the state constitution. It covers the cost of abortion for lower-income Californians on uh, Medi-Cal. It also requires private insurance to cover it, and the state has rejected the idea of requiring waiting periods or parental consent for abortion. Those things are not going to change. Now, some states are going to ban it outright. Uh, I hope Texas uh, does it, uh, but we'll see. I would expect that uh, the governor of Florida, if he hasn't already, uh, is, uh, is going to be announcing some things today, I would imagine. Um, Pat Gray joins us now from Pat Gray Unleashed. Here's what I'm worried about. Back alley abortions. Now there's going to be back alley abortions. <laughs> Dead women everywhere. It, that's it's, what they're going to start screaming. Instead no. of uh, just taking the drive. Yeah. You the back drive. alley thing is a well, better idea than, than, than taking the $4,000 from your employer and just taking a flight to a place where you can get an abortion. Yeah. I don't even yeah. understand that. Right. Well, it's the handmaiden's tale. Listen, this is what they were saying. <laughs> this is what women were saying on TikTok last night. This is just. This abortion law goes beyond a woman's issue, and it goes beyond anything you can ever imagine. The societal implications of this are going to be insane. Mm -hmm. The amount of uh, pain and damage this is going to cause, and the full ability to tell a woman what she can and can't do with her body, we're going back into a handmaid's tale society. Handmaid's tale. Back to it. There wasn't one. Yeah. Who sat home? All you young girls. Stupid fake drama. Adults over 18 years old who Gee. did old. not go out and old. vote. There's an L in old. Who did not really? think yeah. that I'd like you to help need her. to Actually, it was aborted. Oh, your does womb? she not look like she's been drinking We're heavily? now back in the yes, dark ages. Yes, like every day of her life. Um, yes. Dark brace ages. yourselves, ladies. Brace yourselves. Brace yourselves. I'm with yeah. you. We're coming to get you. She's with you. My heart is just is it? broken. Is yeah, it? for all these babies that are yeah, going to have to live. so much. They just don't understand they don't. it. They don't. They don't get they it. They don't. Well, they didn't. We'll get to. through this. Yeah. We'll figure out well, a way. Yeah. How oh, though? How can you no. get through it? If I mean, you can't. I don't see right. how they can. No right. more joking about. The babies won't no, get through sh- it. No. No more joking about it. Okay. It being a handmaid's tale, it oh, will stop be. Stop with your one reference you know. Is the name of that clip "Handsome Women Speak Out"? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a visual joke, unfortunately, oh, but an fantastic one. <laughs> I think you could use your own imagination. Uh, yeah, yeah, you could. Oh, I don't know how much trouble Oof. they're having in this particular. Oh, that's arena. what happened in *Handmaid's Tale*. First, they started <laughs> yep. saying "handsome women," right? Yeah. Next then thing, they were wearing red robes, red robes, just like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, they know Damn. no. I, the the most frustrating part about that clip is they don't know. They know no other references. Right. Everyone just goes to the same. Okay, we got it. You have Netflix or Hulu, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. Hulu. I got it. Mm-hmm. There is no world in which this is going to be the Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> the hand- oh, I, I see religious people. Mm. I see religious people um, uh, taking women. Yeah. And making them uh, surrogates and just raping them. Oh, wow. oh it happens for all God. the time. Yeah. 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 Wow. God. I see that happening all the, I mean, all that's, all the that's time. tomorrow. It's an uplifting yeah, show, by tomorrow. the way, if you yeah. haven't seen it. Uh, by yeah. the way, the max, the max we're looking at here mm-hmm. is a two-hour flight that will definitely be paid for by an abortion organization. That is the worst mm-hmm. case scenario if you want an abortion. This is why this does not end this. No. There is, this is just the, be- we're not even close to the end of the fight against abortion. It is still going to happen in large numbers. Will it decrease Possibly, but they possibly will. not. The, the 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 whole thing about this ruling, if it stands, is uh, that it belongs into the hands of the people and that the legislative arm should have the right in different areas, which I, by to, the way, I don't know about you guys totally disagree with. No, the legislature should not have the right it's, to kill children. No, right. they shouldn't. No. Right. However, this is an improvement as to where we've yes. been before. So mm-hmm. I am I am with you on that because, you know, I mean, I, I have heard this morning and I'm waiting for verification of this, that California and New York are already starting to put things in for afterbirth abortion. I find that. We talked about California yeah, a little bit on that. Yeah, yeah that up to a week after. They're denying that is crazy. They're mm-hmm. denying that's what it would say but, mm-hmm. or do. But it says perinatal. It, it says yep. in the bill, mm-hmm. which means a week after or, or some people 30 say days, right? 30 days after. Yeah. Yeah. But that is that's that's insanity. Yeah. That's absolutely insane. It's evil. It's yep. just straight up evil. By the way, Glenn, I think you were going through the state laws. You mentioned Texas. Texas does have a trigger law already in effect. Yes. Twenty six states uh, have trigger laws that would uh, outlaw. Uh, at least, or restrict abortion if, if uh, Roe Ro goes, goes away. away. Wow. Um, so, Jeez. you know, that's, that's it's great. You know, it'd be great. But again, the, the you're either, if you say Florida, which I think is questionable, and I don't know that, that Florida will go that far. Uh, and, you know, Florida's essentially been a purple state for a long time. Yeah. Remember, yeah. Ron DeSantis was, was put in by like, you know, I know. A very, very couple percentage point, a couple tenths of a percent, basically. But if you do that, you're maybe in southern Florida, probably as far away as you can be. Maybe in Louisiana, you have a couple of hours of a flight that every organization in America that wants you to have an mm-hmm. abortion will pay for. And you can go on a little trip and have your abortion in another state. Mm-hmm. This is not this is not the handmaid's tale. And they will lie uh, about that and say it is. Yeah. They're going to say that this eliminates abortion, which it does not. It doesn't. And that's why people. But see, they, they need that argument. They do. They have to have that argument because mm-hmm. they're not arguing. Uh, they're not arguing about abortion right now. Mm-hmm. They're arguing about packing the court. That's been the number one thing they have wanted over abortion. They will use abortion to get to packing the court. Ilana Mars already suggested it. Mm-hmm. that they packed the court and she said as we've done uh numerous times before well it's happened six times in american history six and almost always less than nine one time it went to ten for three years and then went back to nine in 1869 it's been there ever since what dunce suggested an even number 
Yeah, I don't know. But Idiots. that didn't work out very well. <laughs> no. So they got rid of it after, after That's three years. That's why we need 77. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. We need go. 77 justices. justices. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, look, this is typical of the left, right? Hey, this, this governmental body is doing something that we don't like. Therefore, let's call them illegitimate and change all the rules. Because uh, that's what they want to do with a filibuster. Normally, you'd need 60 votes uh, to, mm-hmm. to, to force through a law like this. What they want to do is get rid of the filibuster. Bernie Sanders has already said this. Mm-hmm. Go back to Mansion. Go back to cinema. Say, overturn it, at least for this one thing. Because then we can pass a national law that bans, that, that it requires everyone to have abortions or whatever. Puts governmental abortion huts on every corner. And- See, this is, this is, again, this is the shortcut. That's why this case, Roe versus Wade, was overturned. If you read the decision, it was overturned because it was all shortcuts. Mm-hmm. And the, the Supreme Court was like, you can't use shortcuts mm-hmm. on this. You have to do it the right way. And so what do they do? Another shortcut. They just want their way and to impose it on other people. Gang, that's dictatorial. You know, I I agree with you generally, but you know what? It's not wrong to impose people being allowed to live. No, no, no. I'm you know, saying the mm-hmm. I'm saying you're saying the opposite. I I get it, right. but like I don't think this. I am really happy this is happening. But again, overturning Roe versus Wade is not the goal. It's just a step. Correct. Right? The goal. But I happen be, to agree with the Supreme Court. You can't force the country I disagree to agree with that no no wait oh, you, can't, you oh, can't force them mm-hmm. uh, enforce them into agreement no that's something that we have to work out as people yes that's and it a, talks yes. about mm-hmm. it's going you know it went one way for a while and now it seems to be going the other way mm-hmm. and eventually we'll work this out but you can't uh force people into a belief that becomes dictatorial Except in this particular case, we are talking about, at least half of us believe, murder. Murder. Mm -hmm. Life is actually guaranteed. Correct. Uh, However, I will say, even that, even an overturn making it fully illegal. As we know, drugs are illegal and people do them all the time. There are organizations set up all around the the, the world. Back alley. Not even back alley abortions. Pills can be sent in envelopes to people's houses. Also, the flights we're talking about that go from Texas to New Mexico can also go from Texas to Mexico, and they can get them there. They can go to Canada. Justin Trudeau's not on the verge of overturning abortion, I I assure you. And as long as you have your vaccine, they'll let you in, and they'll give you as many abortions as you like. This is not—the only only way it's won, Glenn, you're totally right on this, is by persuading people that it is a horror show— just like it was won over for you know slavery or interracial marriage when we all looked at this and said wait a minute they they they're enslaving people we all look Correct. at this if they made slavery if, if the supreme court came out today and said you know slavery is legal again how many people would be buying slaves none none because we all think it's horrible well i can't say that anymore well <laughs> I, yeah yeah, you know yeah i mean I, in the traditional yeah, yeah. sense not yeah we know that there are other slavery issues around the yeah. world no um, and there's radicals i mean i can't say that anymore not just yeah. because none is probably i mean i always used to think oh we all generally agree no no mm-hmm. i don't think we do mm-hmm. no i don't think we do anymore um but you have to get it to that point where it's just such a uh, everyone realizes it's so horrible 
that you know I mean, bank robbery is illegal right you know but they still occur we all know that they're gonna back alley abortions will always yeah, be a thing look there there will always be a place where you can get an uh, get to an altar to sacrifice your baby to moloch there will <laughs> always be that place especially with uber now you can get around anywhere yeah. you know? uh, can i get to an altar of moloch please? <laughs> <laughs> this is the best of the glenbeck program Mr. Kelly Shackelford from First Liberty. How are you, sir? Great, Glenn. Happy to be with you. Uh, so let's take this apart. First of all, um, is it illegal to leak this document? I am not aware of any um, uh, criminal violation. Okay. Uh, obviously, it's a it's it's a really it's an attack upon the institution of the court. And I, I don't know if people understand. I mean, the court will never be the same. Um, I don't know what they're going to have to do now, but the ability of all the all the justices have four clerks. Uh, these are the, some of the brightest young attorneys in the country. They bring in new ones and the ability share with your own clerks, the opinions you're working on. I mean, I, I just think it's going to damage the court permanently. Um, and that's the reason why this has never happened. And and it's it's we've crossed that Rubicon now. I'm, I'm not sure that it'll it never be the same. I don't I'm not sure it will change forever if they put the hammer down on anybody that was involved. Wouldn't that send I, a strong enough message to bring it back? I hope. I mean, <sighs> you know, I, I mean, number one, are they going to figure out who it is? I mean, I think it's highly likely to be one of the 12 clerks for the three liberal justices. Um, I mean, you know, what if, God forbid, it, it ended up being involved with a justice? I mean, to me, I think that's impeachable. Um, but I just think that people don't understand the long, I mean, this is like sort of shooting a rocket at the Supreme Court. Um, it, it, it is something that could that we might not return from as far as the court being able to be what it was, which is the ability for justices. I don't know if people know this, Glenn, but what happens is there's a majority and a dissent and you begin writing, you know, they vote just a few days after the argument, they vote and they start to write on the opinion. The majority writes theirs, the dissent writes theirs, and they share those and people end up being convinced. This is the marketplace of ideas in a different way, but it's a, it's a very important they want to know what, what the law is. What, what does the law really say? Oh, my gosh, I didn't think of that. And people switch. And there's lots of that that's happened where people go to a concurrence or a dissent or a dissent to the majority. And if you can't share the opinions and have that discussion uh, without people, you know, taking what's being written and taking it out in public to try to use it as a political tool, I mean, you just destroy the internal deliberations that go on and the exchange of ideas. It's it's a really horrible thing what this person did. What and about the what? I, a, what about the idea that it might have been a conservative uh, clerk that thought maybe they're going to switch to the other side? This will lock them into position. It doesn't make sense on a lot of levels. I understand people think it's really really cute because it, it locks them in. But I, I mean, number one, the whole point is that conservatives don't do that. Conservative justices. Um, are actually restrain themselves from politics. And they say, you know, no matter what I believe, 
Um, I'm going to follow what works. What is the original meaning? What is it? The whole philosophy of those people is not to warp the court into what they want it to be. That's well, that, that that's a liberal approach, right? And that is clear in this uh, this ruling. I mean, that is mentioned several times that we are not a political body. We can't uh, acquiesce to. We we have no idea what this is going to do with the American people, but we can't care about that. We have to do what our job is, and that is to interpret the law against the Constitution. And and here's the thing about that, Glenn, that nobody talks about is this is a, you know, talk about populism. This is a massive return of power yes. to the people and away from a few oligarchs who control everything in a dark room in the Supreme Court. They weren't supposed to. It's not in the Constitution. So this is a huge return of power to people of the United States to make their decision to decide what they think is right or wrong and not have, you know, just a handful of people tell them what morality is. So, so it, it, it's not talked about that way, but it really should be. This is what the founders meant. It, it, it really is in, incredible um, because I saw signs last night, uh, power belongs to the people, and they were protesting. And I thought, no, that, that's what this document says. Now, can, can this go to, we know it can now go back to states, as it should be, um, and they can uh, vote and do whatever they want. Um, does this, can this also just go right back to Congress and have a federal law? They can, they okay. can, if they can, if they can pass it. Um, because again, the constitution doesn't speak to it and therefore it's up to the people. So they could pass a, a law, but they would, they would have to do one of two things. Uh, they would have to, you know, in the Senate get 60 votes, um, in order to what was called the filibuster. It's really, uh, evoke cloture. They could either get 60 votes, which they're not going to be able to do, or they could destroy the filibuster. Um, and that would be a, a permanent damaging of the Senate. I mean, the last time they didn't have a filibuster was, you know, before Thomas Edison, you know, and, and been into light bulbs. So, I mean, we're talking about that this would be, uh, you know, change the Senate forever, because the reason the Senate is considered probably the most uh, uh, well-known deliberative body in the world is because you can't just pass it with raw political power. You have to get some consensus from the other side. It takes that 60 votes and it slows things down so that you don't have one party taking over and flipping the country one major direction to the other. The Senate kind of stops that and, and makes there be some consensus. If you, take, if you destroy the filibuster, we're going to see court packing. Uh, we're going to see uh, Puerto Rico becoming a state, D.C. becoming, I mean, we're, we're not going to recognize our country. And I think I've mentioned this before uh, with your audience even, Glenn, but if people don't understand how bad court, once you do court packing, once your country's over. And right. so this is the kind of stuff that would happen if they do get rid of the filibuster, as Bernie Sanders and others are advocating today, because they know they'll have to do that if they're going to push through a new law, a new Roe v. Wade by federal mandate. And is court packing just one justice or does it have to be several? I mean, I don't know who no, would go five to five, it's, but it's four. Um, they've already filed the bill to add four justices to the Supreme Court. So it would add four, which would then make the liberals have the majority and they would just start doing whatever, basically like a super legislature. But the problem is once you do it once, um, the court's over. It's just, uh, 
you know, a subsidiary of the majority uh, party in power. And there is no rule of law anymore. And you don't have any rights anymore. You have whatever right the majority party wishes for you to keep. And, and that's why. And you never really free. go back. You don't. You, you look at if people wonder what happened to Venezuela. That's what happened. Um, Argentina. We can go through lots of countries. People don't understand. But when it happens that first time, you're done. You're tyranny. And, uh, and really, a dictatorship is where you go. So it's something that they tried in 1936-37, FDR did, because he did not like the fact that, you know, they were um, uh, not getting his new deal through. But even his own party turned against him before it was over and said, this is tyranny. We're not going to do this in this country. And it failed. But it's very dangerous. And it's something that they can only do if they destroyed the filibuster, which would be what they had to do to pass a new Roe v. Wade in federal statute so that is the thing that um uh, you know i'm 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 looking at here at i'm not sure they release this to do anything but to um pour fuel on the fire right now why wait until summer pour fuel on the fire right now to get court packing uh, uh done and the end of a filibuster I think it yeah, has more no. to do with that than the actual judgment from the court. Would you agree? Or? I, think, I, I think it's both. Probably they're, they're hoping they can, you know, intimidate uh, one of the justices. Um, <sighs> but so this is the beginning of what I've been predicting, you know, for months. I think we were just together recently. Yeah. And I, I said, I think this is coming in June uh, when these decisions start coming down um, and, I think they're going to go for court packing with a frenzy. I think this is going to be their new election approach because um, they're obviously not working well under the current, uh, you know, polling and, and et cetera. And I, I think this is going to be their attempt. And we're seeing just an early sort of release of that in addition to a hope that they can intimidate one of the five justices that supposedly are, are on this opinion. It only says Alito, but again, part of the leak was that four other justices, not the chief, but four of the others are with them. So they, they might hope that they can pick off a Kavanaugh or a Barrett who lose their nerve. I don't think that will happen. I think this will entrench them even more, more because, yeah, it would just destroy the, I mean, everybody would know that they changed their, their mm-hmm. principled opinion because of pressure. So I, I don't think that's going to happen. So I, I agree with you that I think long term, this is their strategy and this is what they're going to do. Kelly Shackelford is on the board of trustees of the United States Supreme Court Historical Society, he has earned his law degree from Baylor University, and he is also the president and CEO of First Liberty Institute. If you are thinking about donating money to any cause, I can highly recommend First Liberty Institute. Um, they can use your money and they are winning and actually leaving permanent marks it's firstliberty.org so kelly you have been in front of the supreme court and we were talking recently and you said to me um we're probably more free by the end of summer we'll be more free religiously speaking than we have been in our lifetime you also said because of roe versus wade and the other opinions that you think are coming down the pike that w- the left is going to lose their mind. What are the other cases? Well, you've got, obviously, you've got Dobbs, which is the Roe v. Wade, which we're now seeing the precursors to. But in addition, and by the way, what, the way this works is the court issues all of its opinions in, in by June, 
because the, the session will end and they will mostly leave the country and speak and teach and stuff at other places. So the opinions are out by the end of June. Um, it's highly expected that most – you would have expected Dobbs, for instance, to be issued that last week probably. And, um, um, and hang, hang on. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Why don't they just finish it now and make it official? They, they might. Okay. They might. I mean, I don't know how far along they are because what we saw was an early draft. Um, and so – but, you know, if I'm the chief, I think I might move it along now and say – you know, we're going to get this out quickly. So all this nonsense will stop. Mm -hmm. Um, But it it normally would have been late. But in addition to Dobbs, um, you've got a Second Amendment case, which will be, I think, in favor of the Second Amendment and against the New York restrictions uh, on guns. Which will do which would do what? It would it would just bolster the Second Amendment and say that uh, these types of restrictions are unconstitutional because there is a Second Amendment right. Uh, to keep and bear arms, and this violates that uh, fundamental right. Okay. I think you're going to get that kind of decision. I think we're going to uh, uh, we argued a uh, major school choice decision in December, and I, you know, it's expected uh, the way the argument went that we're going to win that case. Which, which that will mean will, what? It will say that any time there's any school choice program anywhere in the country, you cannot exclude religious schools or religious choices from the parents. Um, and that'll make clear that school choice has to be fair uh, and that everywhere it's going on. And it's, there's a lot of programs out there. Uh, the exclusion of the religious schools is over. And wow. so that, that will cause a lot of religious schools to come into being because now there'll be resources that the parents have to choose what they think is best for their kids. So that'll be a big decision. Um, the coach Kennedy case, which we just argued yeah. uh, a week ago, Monday, um, that's a huge case, and it looks like it's going to be even bigger than expected, depending upon how they write the opinion. But, and again, this is a coach who was fired for going to a knee after the game to say a 20-second prayer, thanking God for the privilege of coaching the young men he coached. And it was, it's the first time the court has ever had a case on the free exercise, the religious freedom rights uh, of a teacher, a coach, anyone. So there's never been a decision on this. So it's going to affect a lot of people that way. But what people didn't expect is during the oral argument, the court got into a discussion about possibly ending the Lemon case, which has been around for 50 years. And Mm. if people wonder why our whole lives we've seen attacks on nativity scenes and menorahs and veterans memorials with religious symbols and you know Ten Commandments monuments and all that, it's not because the founders said anything about that. It's because of this really bad case 50 years ago, and it's been the weapon of choice for secularists now for 50 years to try to wipe our our society clean of religion. And it's pretty clear that uh, uh, maybe a majority of the justices are about to say that's over. And that's a sea change if that happens as well. So those are just a handful, and there's some others, too. Uh, there's a, a campaign finance. Uh, there's the border case that was just argued last week. So all this stuff is coming down in the end of June. And I'm, my guess is that the, uh, the, the Marxist left is not going to like these things. It is amazing to me as, it, as we are traveling down this road where the country seems, the government seems to be going in entirely the wrong direction. Uh, and you're kind of losing hope. Uh, that the Supreme Court now rides in and is doing remarkable 
uh, things that, quite honestly, I would think would find favor in the eyes of uh, of God. Um, it's I mean, hopefully it buys us some time, Kelly. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's what it's doing is is these these justices aren't themselves politicians. They don't go one way or the other. Yeah. But they're going back to the original meaning of the text of the Constitution, which takes us to our founding. Kelly Shackelford, uh, president and CEO of First Liberty Institute. You can find it and donate at FirstLiberty.org. I highly recommend that. That's the thing about constitutionalist judges. It doesn't always cut your way because it's all about freedom and rule of law. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Senator Mike Lee, how are you, sir? Hello, good to be with you, Glenn, as always. Thank you very much. I've got some campaign slogans for you. What do you think? Yeah. Are you ready? Oh, I'm sure they're going to I'm sure they're going to make reference to how riveting I am in my presentation style. No, I'm just I'm just Well, <laughs> I'm I'm I'll share them some other time. You don't seem open to ideas. No, no, uh, no. Glenn, I'm open. <laughs> I'm, I'm as open as, as as can be. Anything you can do to make me you know, yeah, more cool. Oh, this happening. will make you much more yeah. cool. What do you think? Mike Lee, horrible at parties, perfect in the Senate. I like it. That's a good one. Yeah, see, I, see, I, I, I can see that on the back of a of a bumper someplace. All right, I'm not so, horrible at parties, but well, I get the point. Now, <laughs> so, so Mike, thank you for joining me today. I can't wait to hear your opinion because. You are, I think you're the strongest on the Constitution, and you should be a Supreme Court justice someday. Um, tell me what, first of all, are we going to hunt for, find, and I don't think it's against the law, at least kick this person out uh, and disbar them for leaking this? Well, I will say this. I, as a former law clerk, having clerked for Justice Alito, I can tell you law clerks are expected to keep utmost confidentiality and decorum. Uh, it's a respectful, collegial, and, and even friendly work environment. And I can't imagine the damage this leak will bring to the atmosphere and the operation of the court. I, 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 um, I am confident that the court is going to look into it. Now, what the court decides to do about it will be up to the court. It's difficult to predict because we've never had a situation exactly like this. You know, uh, before the Obamacare ruling in, two, in 2012, there were um, leaks in the form of rumors about what the result sure. was likely to be. And that was scandalous at the time. That was uh, nearly unprecedented at the time. An immense pressure was brought to bear on the Supreme Court justices rumored to be in what was thought to be a majority getting ready to strike down Obamacare. Mm -hmm. And as it turned out, uh, looks like those things might have made some difference. But there's no precedent for this one where an opinion, an entire opinion, the opinion of the court has leaked. Uh, This is stunning. The 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 odds that a Supreme Court justice knew about it. Yeah, it seems unlikely. Okay, good. The, the, the Supreme Court justices themselves have got to work with one another for the rest of their natural lives. Um, and so it, it seems like the cost for them would be too high. Okay. Or it seems more likely that it was someone else. 
Okay. So, Mike, let's go through this um, ruling. I know you've read the, the whole thing. It seems extraordinarily logical uh, and really based on this was bad law from the very beginning. Casey then took it apart even more. None of it makes sense. None of it is constitutional. And even the left and Ginsburg has said that. These are all the things that I gleaned from it. Uh, is is that the right analysis? Yes, it's it's the right analysis. I would add to that the fact that um, Roe versus Wade just found no grounding whatsoever in the Constitution. In hundreds of years of uh, jurisprudence, it, it it was created out of whole cloth uh, by the Supreme Court in 1973. And what this did was just take away the authority of the states to protect unborn human life and to make the, the difficult decisions on exactly where the law line is drawn and, uh, you know, in states that allow abortion, what under what circumstances to allow it, uh, uh, how long, at, at what stage. All of these things were taken off the table by the Supreme Court of the United States acting without any constitutional authority because nothing in the Constitution deals with abortion. Consequently, this is left to the states to decide. So they made this simultaneously. They, they took what should have been an issue decided by state government and made it federal and then took it away from the lawmaking process generally and made it a matter for nine lawyers wearing robes. That's a problem. Yeah, I, you know, I was amazed at seeing the people that were in front of the Supreme Court yesterday saying, you know, uh, power to the people, uh, you know, rights belong to the people. And I thought, yeah, but that's what the Supreme Court said, that this this is not taking away anyone's right to have an abortion from the Supreme Court. It's just saying your state has to decide. Correct. 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 There is nothing in this decision making abortion unlawful. That is a fallacy, a fallacy pushed by the left to scare people. What this is saying is that decisions regarding abortion will be made by lawmakers, primarily, almost exclusively at the state level, not at the federal level. So does this in, in any place um, set it up for, you know, go ahead in California, do your abortion laws and then bring it back to the court and, uh, you know, we'll see if it stands. Does it is does it make a case at all? That is saying that it's going to be hard to pass uh, a bill for abortion and have it stand. Not from what I read in this opinion. This opinion, as drafted, uh, I, I hope and pray this is, in fact, the opinion of the court as it purports to be. Uh, because as written, it uproots Roe and Casey, root and branch, doesn't leave anything left of them. And it, and it simply makes the case that. Uh, these are decisions for state lawmakers, not decisions for federal judges. Uh, now, let me let me take you to one of the things that I'm I'm hearing, and they spent a lot of time talking about this. Um, people are saying, you know, there's 50 years now of precedent, uh, and you just can't you just can't overturn that. And they spent a lot of time talking about that. Can you go into it? Sure. Uh, now, look, I, I would point people to page 39 of the opinion of the court authored by Justice Alito, uh, the infamous decision in Plessy versus Ferguson, 
is, uh, as the opinion characterizes it, one of these decisions that the Supreme Court decided and got it wrong. Plessy versus Ferguson was terrible. It was deeply wrong. It was damaging. What was it? And it uh, Plessy versus Ferguson was the case that set up the separate but equal. equal. Okay, and, got it, got it, got it. And, you know, it was evil, radically contrary to the Constitution, and it was precedent that was in place for many, many decades, far too long. And fortunately, the Supreme Court has acknowledged that it got it wrong. The Supreme Court gets things wrong sometimes. It got it wrong in Plessy versus Ferguson. It got it wrong in Roe versus Wade. And today, the court corrected that. And it, it says that even precedent, first of all, they disregarded uh, precedent in our country um, by enacting this. Uh, but also, it, it says at no point does precedent play a role when we believe it's wrong. Correct? Right. Right. There's nothing about precedent that makes it sacrosanct. The court follows this doctrine known as stare decisis, which basically just means we're going to stick to a ruling that we've already issued uh, in most circumstances because it makes it more predictable for litigants and it makes it easier for the court to stand by that. But the court also says it's not going to stick to precedent. That was clearly wrong. And uh, particularly when you're dealing with constitutional interpretation, there's a a diminished standard of deference uh, uh, owed uh, under the doctrine of stare decisis where you're dealing with a constitutional provision. These are things that can't just be changed by legislative bodies. It would require an amendment to the Constitution. So that's why, you know, mercifully, uh, the court was able to change course uh, when it decided Brown versus Board of Education, acknowledging that Plessy versus Ferguson was wrong. Let me. It's had other instances where it's it's reversed itself after interpreting the Constitution incorrectly. So, Mike, um, take me through quickly the idea of the Fourteenth Amendment and uh, the right to privacy. Okay. So. There are provisions in the Constitution that protect things that we associate with our privacy interests. Uh, best example um, might well be the Fourth Amendment. Right. You know, the, uh, the government can't um, uh, search your house without a warrant, and the warrant has to be based on particular evidence providing probable cause and describing with particularity what's going to be searched. There are uh, other amendments that, in one way or another, may uh, also involve privacy. The Fifth Amendment right and protection against self-incrimination, for example. Right. What happened is that in 1965, the Supreme Court of the United States, in a case called Griswold versus Connecticut, uh, concluded that when you add all these things together, when you add up things like the Fourth Amendment and the Fifth Amendment and the Ninth and Tenth Amendments, those things themselves overlap to form emanations and penumbras, which are themselves broad enough to uh, encompass uh, a, a broad abstract right to privacy. The court then used that to conclude that states may not restrict access to con- contraception by married couples. A few years later, the Supreme Court applied that same reasoning to say it doesn't just apply to married couples, but states can't restrict access to contraception generally. And then it was that same reasoning that the Supreme Court relied on in 1973 
concluded that this abstract right to privacy imposed initially on the federal government by operation of the amendments that I described and made applicable to the states through the due process clause of the 14th Amendment prohibit the states from unduly restricting a woman's access to an abortion. So it required inference upon inference, and it required a lot of uh, legal, verbal, constitutional gymnastics to get there. At the end of the day, there's still nothing there. Now, look, there's not a, a state in America today that would or should ever I- even consider uh, restrictions on contraception. And so there are those who are going to try to attack this opinion by saying, oh, this is going to undermine access to country- contraception. That's nonsense. Not a state in the country that would do that. Right. And um, it specifically it- says in here that this is only about abortion. It's not to be used for any other argument. Sure. That's right. And that's the way the Supreme Court works. It deals with the facts before it rather than some other case. So that's the point is they try to dress it up in language that, you know, kind of appeals to people's general sense that they have a right to privacy. There are privacy interests protected by the Constitution. That does not mean there's anything in the Constitution saying that a state has no authority to protect unborn human life, which is what they've been doing since 1973. So, Mike, are they going to finalize this faster and get it out to end this, you know, this uh, this time of intimidation? You know, so it's not my my place to tell them what to do as a lawmaker. They're right, a right, right. Separate coordinate branch of government. I'm just guessing, though. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I think I would do in that circumstance. What I, I what seems to make the most sense to me, I think they ought to issue a decision immediately. Uh, be, because, look, the whole point of this, I fear, I, I still don't know who leaked it or what their motives were. Right. One could surmise that perhaps following uh, the model from 2012 is maybe they wanted to leak it so as to make it difficult Correct. for those justices uh, planning on signing it to threaten, intimidate and harass them. And one could conclude that the best way for the court to deal with that and make sure that this doesn't happen again or something is leaked for purposes like that is to say, we're just going to issue this opinion right now Yeah. so that there's, there's no time for pressure to build. So they could do that in a couple of different ways. The, the chief justice could decide, okay, everybody sign on to either the majority opinion or a dissent or a concurring opinion of your choosing uh, by no later than close of business Thursday or Friday. Mm. Uh, 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 and then they could issue it then. Another approach they could do is issue an order today, a per curiam unsigned order of the court, announcing the results in this case and saying that an opinion would follow. And they could do it that way. Either way, I think it would be good for the court yeah. to signal that this doesn't is work. done. Yeah. This is done. It doesn't work. Yeah. Um, Mike, are you how concerned are you about because I I think this really is uh, less about abortion and more about packing the court and the filibuster? How concerned are you with your Senate colleagues on those two things? Well, I'm I'm scared to death about both of them. Ending the filibuster would destroy the Senate as we know it. And I believe that they might consider doing it here as a means toward the end of packing the Supreme Court. As I've written in my forthcoming book called Saving Nine, comes out on on June 7th. In Saving Nine, I explain 
why court backing is a terrible idea. It's inimical to the, the very foundation of our Constitution. It it threatens the independence and the integrity of our courts. It's designed to turn the courts basically into a political body. Right. Now, the last time they tried this, the Democrats tried this in 1937. It failed legislatively. But as I explained in, in Saving Nine, it still left an indelible scar, one that I, I think has caused problems for us ever since then. Uh, that is, it, it influenced the way individual Supreme Court justices were voting. And uh, the, the, the result has been a government that knows no boundaries around its authority, uh, that regulates every aspect of human existence is, and has a, accumulated $30 trillion in debt. Those are all, I believe, outgrowths in one way or another of FDR's court packing plan in 1937, the one that failed but still scared Supreme Court justices into submission. How soon do you think we're going to see them trying to move on these things? I, I think you will see, uh, as soon as this opinion becomes final, it will not surprise me at all to see uh, Democrats trying to get action on this immediately. I think you'll start hearing messaging as soon as this week from some Democrats in the House and in the Senate calling for this action. Because in their view, somehow uh, the ends justify the means, and this is so drastic, so grave an insult that this has to be done. But let's remember what this is and what it isn't, Glenn. Uh, this is just the justices reaching the conclusion the Constitution doesn't deal with this. Correct. And consequently, this is not an issue to be decided by federal judges. This is an issue to be decided by elected lawmakers. Right. It's just it's given the the House and the Senate and our our state legislatures more power. It's just saying, take your power back. And for some reason, they think that's draconian. It's bizarre. Mike Lee, thank you so much. I appreciate it. God bless and uh, stay safe. We pray for all of you in Washington on all sides of the aisle and all nine of our justices. Uh, they, I, I believe this puts them in, in grave danger. I hope our government recognizes that. Mike Lee, you can find him uh, and follow him at uh, Mike Lee. I believe it's Mike Lee for Utah or Mike Lee for Senate. 